Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick LeGrand, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show opens with Love Is. Last week, a quarantine of measles bottled up the cream of Wistful Vista society in the McGee home. During the week that has just passed, the cream has soured considerably. And here at 79 Wistful Vista, just one big unhappy family, we find a number of unwilling guests and Fibber McGee and Molly. The doctor hasn't given permission to anybody to leave yet. Well, by George, I'm leaving anyway. My business is going to rack and ruin while I... Take your hand off of that door now, Mr. Gildersleeve, or you'll regret it. We'll all regret it. I won't do it. I've been cooped up here for a week, and I'm going to leave right now. Don't you dare open that door, Gildersleeve. I will, too. Got to straighten out that closet one of these days. Why didn't you tell me this was a closet? Say, you've been here a week, you should have known. Yeah. Besides, I don't know why you're worried about your old factory. Your wife has taken charge of the Gildersleeve Girdle Company. Oh, what do women know about girdles? <laughs> Plenty, if they got the proper foundation. And background. Oh, Mr. McGee, oh, when are we going to get out of this horrible house? Oh, oh so this house is horrible, is it? Now, you listen to me, Abigail Uppington. Yeah. I don't mind your sleeping in my bed or using my vanishing cream and my barbie pins. But when you say this is a horrible house, I agree with you. <laughs> I've never spent such a week in my life. Life? Has this only been one life? But when can we leave, Mr. McGee? Surely they can't legally keep us chained up here like wild beasts. Yes. And... Who's a wild beast? If the fur fits, wear it, Gildersleeve. Well, I'm sure it can't be much longer, Mrs. Duffy. We're just as anxious to have you leave as you are to go. McGee, may I have a private word with you, dearie? Oh, sure. Do you mind if we have a minute alone, folks? If by alone you mean without me, McGee, you can have 3,000 years of it. Oh. Come on, Abigail. Let's go and sneer at their photograph album again. <laughs> What's the matter, Molly? Look, hmm? we've all been getting in each other's hair here for a solid week. And the doctor hasn't been back once. I know, but he called me up right after he left, though. That quarantine, oh. remember. It was some big medical... You know how doctors are. Heavenly days. If they quarantined doctors, too, they, they wouldn't be so anxious to lock up like this. Where is everybody, dearie? Well, they're down in the basement. Boomer and Wilcox and the old-timer got a poker game going. Oh, they have, have they? Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough that I was running a boarding house in the hospital. Now I got a gambling joint on my hands. Oh, Molly, they're not doing any harm. Just the same, I'm not going to have my home turned into any Monte Cristo. You mean Monte Carlo. Monte Cristo was a count. 
Well, then he should have had more manners than to turn somebody's home into a gambling joint. He didn't gamble. He was just a guy in a book. Oh, he ran a book, too. Well, that's all I wanted to know. You go in and see how the little girl is getting along, McGee. And if you hear a riot downstairs, that's me breaking up the poker game. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, Mrs. Chips. Hi, Mr. McGee. Hi there, sis. How's everything? You got enough blankets or too many? Is the window open enough or too much? Is it too light in here or too dark? Yes. Huh? Hey, will you tell me a story, Mr. McGee? Will you please? Will you? Hmm? No, okay, but now you, you, you stay tucked in bed there. I, I don't want you to catch cold. Now, what story do you want me to tell you? Goldilocks, I bet you. Goldilocks, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a beautiful little girl named Goldilocks, and one day she started to take her grandmother a basket of delicious pies and cakes and sandwiches. I'm hungry. Huh? I'm hungry. Can I please have something to eat, Mr. McGee, please? Oh, I guess so, sis. Uh, how about an apple? Make you nice and strong to eat apples. Do you like Superman, hmm? Yeah. Hey, will you get the paper and read me about Superman, Mr. McGee? Oh, for the... Okay, okay. Anything to... Anything to please. Here's the paper. Let's see where's... The... Oh, here it is. Oh. Today, Superman is fighting for his life among the gangs that have mushroomed up in... Have what, mister? Mushroomed. I'm hungry. Look, will you make up your mind? First you want a story, and then you want something to eat. Now, which will it be? A story. Okay. Shall I tell you about the Pied Piper of Hamlin? Who's he? Well, he was a guy who got rid of all the rats by playing his flute. Oh, gee, I love flute. Food, food, and flute, Joe, and... That's fruit. And we haven't got any. And furthermore, if I detect any... I like detectives, too. Will you please read me about Dick Tracy? I thought you wanted something to eat. I know it. Well... That's why I want you to read me about Dick Tracy. I just eat that up, I bet you. <laughs> All right. Well, it says here that Dick Tracy is on the trail of a crook that's just taken it on the land. On the what? Land. I'm hungry. <laughs> I don't care how hungry you are, Dad. Braddock, you're going to get Dick Tracy and like it. Oh, hey, Now, wait a minute, sis. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I guess I'm just kind of on edge. Yeah. After all this quarantine. <laughs> Excuse me for hollering at you, will you? Okay, mister. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no idea. Big bloke like me shouting at a little kid like you. Yeah. Sick with the measles. I ought to be ashamed. I'm sure you had, I bet you. Well, I am. Now, now, which do you want, honey? A story or something to eat? A story. Fine. And just so as I won't arouse any gastronomic yearnings in your little corpus delecti, I'll try and tell you one that ain't connected in any way with something to eat. Hi. Now, here we go. <laughs> little Jack Horner sat in the corner eating his Christmas... <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a boy named Jack who lived with his poor old mother. And one day, he went to town and sold the cow, and all he got for it was a handful of... <laughs> Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet, eating... Simple Simon met a pot. Mary had a little... Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Cinderella. Ah, now I got it. And one day, a fairy princess came to her and said she could go to the ball. And Cinderella said yes. 
But how will I get there? Yeah, <laughs> and the fairy princess made her a coach out of a big, juicy pumpkin. Yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> Here, Nick Depopolis. Be reasonable, will you? Chuck, I didn't impose this quarantine, and I don't... Well, for extreme sakes, Fizzer, I'm asking you once and for always, and my bended elbows with tears in my face. How long can this quantum cream last? Well... I'm getting so I hate everybody around here, including me, which I don't like, because I was always admired me very much, if you can understand that, and if not, I hate you, too. <laughs> well, believe me, Nick, I'm sorry. I wouldn't have had this happen for the world, but it did, and we got to make the best of it. Can't you amuse yourself anyway? Can't you... Such as for instance, what? Well, do some crossword puzzles. No, sir. No crossword puzzles for me, Fisher. It's too much exercise I'm taking. What do you mean? There isn't any exercise to working crossword puzzles. Oh, sure there is. Huh? First you lay down on the floor and do a word. Then you're standing up and doing a word. Then you're lying down and doing one. But why? Because that is what it is saying to do. Huh? Horizontal, perpendicular, horizontal, perpendicular. <laughs> up and down, up and down, all day long. <laughs> that being any way you do a puzzle, I've got a crossword for it that will make your hair stand on its hind feet. <laughs> if I don't get out of here before long, I'll be trailers if I come out. I know it takes all kinds of people to make a world, but sometimes I think they went to extremes. Ah, there you are, McGee. I've looked all over the house, and I can't find anybody. No, and if I'd have seen you coming, you wouldn't have found me. Are you getting as tired of me as I am of you, Gildersleeve? At least, McGee. As soon as this quarantine is lifted, if it ever is, I'm going to move to San Francisco or someplace. I never want to see your face again. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's exactly the way I feel about you. I'm getting so I detest you. I know. I despise you, too. <laughs> it's a good thing we're friends, chum, but this would end up in hard feelings. <laughs> I'll say so. It's nice we can hate each other in a sort of a chummy sort of a way. <laughs> yes, indeed. But where is everybody, McGee? I, George, if you kept me here and let the rest of them go no, home, no, I'll... Now, 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 don't get your teeth in a turmoil, Gildersleeve. Everybody's down in the basement. What for? Well, they had a poker game going down there, but Molly went down to bust it up. <laughs> She's probably got them all locked in the coal bin by now. <laughs> Come on, let's get out. Yeah, all right, McGee. How many cards for you, Glow Coat? Three, Boomer. Give me two, Horatio. Two for me, too. Here you are, my little Toscanini. How many for you? None. I'm standing cast. <laughs> well, Mrs. Uppington, you open. What are you doing? The membership fee for this round will be three blue ones. Uh, Come in, uh, 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 do you mind if I put in five more? I seem to have so many. I'm out. I'll see you, daughter. I don't think you got them. Mr. Boomer? Charm, dear, I'm out. I'm shy two feathers on a bobtailed slug. Oh, I'm going to call you, Mrs. McGee. But why? I'm right here. Oh, no, I mean, let's see your curls. Oh, sure. <laughs> but they don't amount to anything, really. <laughs> I was bluffing. <laughs> All I got is a five spot and four one. Oh. <laughs> hey, what's going on here? I thought you were going to bust up this game, Molly. Believe me, she did, Skee-Ball. Huh? You've heard about the chicken in every pot. 
Well, she's the chicken. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful, dearie? Look at all the pretty chips I've won. I'm going to punch holes through them and string them together for a necklace. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Cash them in. They're worth money. Don't be silly. They were only worth a dollar ninety-eight when we bought them. And I even doubt if the drugstore would take them back. No. Did anybody else learn anything? How about you, Wilcox? Did oh, you oh, I'm not hurt much. I just like to play. Useful to me in my business. Yeah. Well, how can that be, Mr. Wilcox? I wish you hadn't asked that question, Uppy. It's just like waving a bull in front of a red rag. <laughs> well, I've always had a suspicion that poker was invented by a salesman. Yeah, now, you see what you've done, Uppy? Well, uh, explain yourself, Mr. Wilcox. All right, look. Suppose a housewife has a full house. And somebody spills a tray on the kitchen linoleum. Oh. Does she raise the deuce? Oh. It's aces when it comes to protecting and beautifying linoleum. And it takes very little jack. Oh. And what's more, it puts old-fashioned floor scrubbing in the discard. Oh. Call your dealer today. <laughs> Why did you start that thing? Ah, don't give me that, Johnny. I've heard you start a whole show without one. <laughs> hey, we got to play any more rummy, kids? Oh, Mr. Oldtimer, we haven't been playing rummy. We've been playing poker. Hey, we have. No wonder I ain't been having any luck. <laughs> what I want to know is, when are we going to get out of here? Now, what did the doctor say? Oh, you heard what the doctor said, Gildersleeve. Anyway, what are you squawking about? You ain't any worse off than the rest of us. No, that's Certainly right. not, so dark and dumpy. Matter of fact, I'm thinking of starting suit against McGee for making me miss an important board meeting. What do you mean, starting suit against me? What board meeting did you miss? Call you in just a minute, chisel chin. Have the notice right here in my pocket. Notice, notice, notice. Had it here just a minute ago. Where I put that notice? I think I shall start suit myself. For false imprisonment, malicious mischief, and sleeping on the ironing board. Quiet, Abigail, my dear. <laughs> I was trying to find the notice that meeting. Here's an income tax blank. Got me in the middle there. If I don't show the source of my income, I go to prison. If I do show it, I go to jail. <laughs> Here's a Confederate hundred-dollar bill. What good is a Confederate bill? You can't spend it. I can spend this one, my boy. I was a Confederate in a bank robbery. Now, <laughs> uh, let me see. Here's a small package of sleeping powder. Go on, that's a blackjack. Don't be crude, liver lip. <laughs> Here's a postcard from Sheila the shoplifter. Says she tried to get away with an accordion, but it squealed on her. <laughs> Letter from my brother, McClellan Boomer, the portrait painter, unfortunate fellow. Oh, what happened to him, Mr. Boomer? He shot down on his pallet. Poor lad. <laughs> yes, indeed. I always said he'd get caught with his paints down. <laughs> Except for short beer. Well, well, imagine that. No notice of the board meeting. What board meeting was it, Boomer? The parole board, Scrimshank. Oh, <laughs> ah, well, there wasn't much choice anyway. They're a measly bunch, too. Uppington, Gildersleeve, Depopolis, Wilcox, the old timer, little girl. That's seven. Seven times five is thirty-five, times seven is two hundred and forty-five. Say, that ain't bad at all, Molly. What are you talking about? What isn't that? Well, look, there's seven people here besides us. 
all of them eating and sleeping at our expense. So I figured if I charged them a nominal five bucks a piece a day, that comes to $245 bucks a week. Why, McGee, you can't charge them for staying here. They couldn't help it. Well, Dad, rather, I couldn't help it either. Well, then it's even. Okay, so it is even. So I'll split the difference and make it two and a half a day. <laughs> That'll come to a hundred two. Oh, McGee. Huh? Stop it. Why, that's taking advantage of people when they're helpless. Well, sucks. That's the best time, ain't it? <laughs> Just the same, I won't let you do it now. We're all quarantined here together, and we just got to make the best of it. Yeah, but think of the expense. We're going to have a grocery bill that'll make the defense program look like matching pennies. <laughs> Why, when you start to think oh, of it... The... may I have a word with you, please? Why, certainly, Mrs. Uppington. Do come in. What's the trouble? Mrs. McGee, I demand to know how long we are to be incarcerated here. Now you look here, Uppy. We don't like to be incapacitated here any more than you do. But a quarantine is a quarantine. You don't want the measles to spread all over town, do you? You don't want to start an epidermis, do you? You mean hypodermic, McGee. <laughs> he means epidemic. Well, then what's epidermis? Epidermis refers to the skin. That's what I say. You, you want to skin out of here and spread the measles all over town? <laughs> I wish to do no such thing, Mr. McGee, and I bitterly resent the insinuation. But I do demand, as an American citizen... See your papers. Yes, your citizenship papers. Why? Why, you speak as if I were an ordinary immigrant. Look, Uppy, the only Americans that ain't immigrants or descended from immigrants are Indians. And you wouldn't know a teepee from a toupee. <laughs> so don't give us that Mayflower malarkey. <laughs> I have never been so insulted in all my life. Uh, you must have led a pretty sheltered life, Abigail. But I agree with you that we ought to find out hey, how long Fibber, this part... how long is this going on? How long is it going to be until I can have a re-onion with my wife and kidneys? <laughs> That's what I want to know, Pepper. Me too, I betcha. No. Oh, for goodness sakes, little girl. You get right back in bed there. Yes, you'll catch your death of cold, sis. I'm hungry. Hey, now, look here, Johnny. I've missed five rumble lessons since I've been here, and I want to get it going. Well, what can we do? Well, Mr. McGee, what do you propose to do about this situation? I'll tell you what we're going to do, folks. I'm just as anxious as you are to know how long they quarantine for measles. I'm going to call the health department. All right, dearie, here's the phone. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me the health department. Oh, is that you, Mert? Oh, that's all. Right. How's every little thing, Mert? Yeah, we're quarantined. What's that, Mert? Your brother. Oh, the one that works in the airplane plant? Caught a spy, eh? Heaven, Gates, how thrilling. Oh, I don't know. He knocked over his lunch pail, spilled all the sandwiches, but he caught his pie. <laughs> What's that, Mert? Oh, no answer, eh? Okay, I'll try the board of trade. <laughs> Wait a minute, McGee. Look at this. Huh? What's the matter with you, Gildas? Look what I found in the almanac. What are you doing with the almanac? Well, the only thing there is to read around here except Black Beauty and the Peoria High School Annual for 1911. <laughs> well, what about the almanac, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, listen to this. Huh? It's an article on contagious diseases. And it says that quarantining for measles is obsolete. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Oh, I remember now. That's what the doctor told me over the phone. It's obsolete, and there's no getting around it. Oh, good heavens. I believe the man doesn't know what the word obsolete means. That's better I do, too. Obsolete means... Ob... Ob... Ab... Oh, my gosh. I was thinking of absolute. Oh! 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 Oh!
Molly will be back in just a moment. Gone, Molly? Yes, they're gone. And a good riddance, too. Come on, let's go to bed. Dear. Okay. Oh, Dad, rat it. What you want, Gildersleeve? My wife's gone away, and I can't get into the house. Oh, well, what do you want with us? I'm hungry. Oh. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> 